Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That's a bit of an oversight. And there's a whole bunch of questions about, you know, whether he should serve and what's the impact in Congress and what would Kevin McCarthy, if Speaker of the House, do? I, I mean, I'm not sure. Let's bring in Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy here on Brian and Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. Ozzy, happy holidays. How you doing, bud? Hey, good morning, Brian. Happy holidays. Um, how'd the kids do? They successful Christmas? Uh, the kids always have a successful Christmas. <laughs> I'm just slowly catching up on rest now. So. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough between the, 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 the holiday parties and the... I mean, I've been eating... I can't go through the kitchen without eating two cookies, so... Yeah, I think my, my, my biggest stressor, Brian, is the uh, elf on the shelf. And I, uh, yeah. you know, I begrudge whoever invented that. Yeah. <laughs> At least your kids are young enough where they go to bed early enough, but you just can't forget. That's the key. Um, listen, what I mean, I guess when it comes to this guy, if he didn't serve, could you have a Republican slide into that spot? I, and also, like, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, look, uh, in my opinion on the George Santos piece is these, these problems were out there. They were out there last cycle when he ran uh, and gave Tom Swazi a little bit of a scare. You know, Swazi ended up pulling it out. Uh, big time. Uh, the issues are there. So uh, from, from a Republican standpoint, it's not surprising. From a Democrat standpoint, you've got to scratch your head and think about what kind of race you know, Robert Zimmerman ran that he lost to this guy. Um, but the issues of lying on his resume and... That's not know, new? So that's of, been out there? It's been out there, but I, but I also think it's troubling. Uh, you know, and McCarthy, to your point earlier, you know, he's in a precarious situation where he needs every vote. Now, it's not, you know, every member does not have to be president or vote for Kevin McCarthy or against Kevin McCarthy. Those that are there and vote president, that doesn't count towards the final tally. So 218 is the number that gets thrown around. He can afford to lose up to eight as long as those eight don't vote for anybody else. And they're just, you know, they vote president or not there. Uh, so it's a little bit of a mass gamesmanship going on right now to see, you know, what's the total number of votes that Kevin needs. Uh, and the Santos thing actually hurts hurts him because, you know, he, he has publicly, you know, Santos is, he does have some political acumen to some degree, and he's come out there as soon as these issues were written about in the New York Times, immediately went out there and tweeted that he fully supports Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and he knows he's got a little bit of leverage there. Uh, but, you know, the accusations are troubling. I think his kind of, you know, half-baked apology about extending his, his truth is, is a little bit troubling. Uh, and party leadership is going to have to decide what, what goes on there as far as whether or not they seat him. And my sense is that, you know, he may he may face some noise from Democrats. The Democrats may be a little bit reluctant to, to call him the question, you know, whether or not to seat him, because that could quickly turn be turned around and used against one of their members. Sure. 
So ultimately, I don't want to speak for you, but you're basically saying he doesn't deserve to serve, but he probably will. I think he, he deserves to, to give folks a little bit more uh, clearance and explanations than what he did on, on the radio the other day. Uh, I think there's a lot of other questions that remain. Uh, but it, look, it's an important seat, and it's a, and it's a seat by all intent, you know, by all measures, New York gave Republicans the majority by, right. by flipping those four House races. Right. Uh, not just the Santos seat, but the D'Esposito seat, the Nick Lolota seat, uh, Mark Polinaro seat, and others. So, so there's a lot of questions that remain kind of unanswered. At the end of the day, look, I, I think he'll probably end up serving. It's very rare that you know Congress ever takes up really any of their own. Uh, but a lot of questions remain, and, and I don't think this is probably I don't think this is the last we'll hear of George Santos and, and the you know, issues in that race or excuse yeah. me, in that seat. Well, I mean, for me, it's like I, I'm a I'm a flawed human being myself, but I just feel like if you're going to serve in Congress and you've done, I mean, I, I just feel like that's a major problem. But that's just me. Um, so we're talking with Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy here on Brian and Company and WTIC. So when it comes to you think McCarthy, I mean, I, I'm just I want to also tease this out of you. You think that he will squeeze through and be the speaker? Okay. At the end of the day, I think I think Kevin McCarthy has enough votes to get there. He'll get enough votes to get there. Uh, you know, with, with respect to what the Freedom Caucus types are doing, you really can't beat somebody with nobody. You know, they haven't really rallied behind anyone. You've seen right. some late movement as a, you know, with Matt Gates of, uh, you know, out there touting Jim Jordan. But Jim Jordan himself has said he's not running for speaker and he supports Kevin McCarthy. So right. uh, there's a lot of chatter about Steve Scalise, but, you know, you can almost, you know, exit McCarthy, enter Scalise, you're going to have the same problems with that group. So kind of placating that faction of the Republican conference. I think it's a dangerous game for leadership to play. Uh, but at the end of the day, I go back. I think he'll have the votes there. You know, I don't think there's been a second ballot on a speaker's race in over 100 years. Maybe this is the year that breaks that. But, but I think Kevin McCarthy, at the end of the day, will ultimately have enough Republican support to become speaker. You talk about Jim Jordan. He's slated to take over, I think, judiciary. Is it, is it just going to be all Hunter all the time? Yeah, I think, I think on, the, on the Hunter biden laptop issues and some of the other more politically driven oversight issues you're going to see a lot of that come out of the oversight committee first okay uh i think uh, congressman james comer from kentucky has slated his oversight agenda that 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 oversight committee tends to be a little bit more political than the judiciary committee that's not to say that jim jordan won't take his swings and, and at bats against the biden administration and the biden agenda um but you know I, I think of the two of them it's more likely that james james comer takes that that route first um, but no doubt that, you know, Jim Jordan has actually gone out there saying he's got a pretty extensive oversight agenda as well. Right. You know, he's going to look into things at DOJ. He's going to look into things at the Federal Trade Commission uh, and a bunch of other agencies that you know have lacked oversight over many years. You know, um, we're talking with Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy here in Bryan and Company on WTSE News Talk 1080. Over the last couple of years, the trend has sort of been, you know, and, and the Democrats control both, but it was the House was passed a fair amount of legislation only to see it die in the Senate. And I'm curious of what you think the Republican-led House will, will look like. What do you expect to come out of it? Yeah, I, I, I expect well, they, they have some must-pass pieces of legislation like every Congress faces uh, every year. And so at the end of the day, I think those, those must-pass pieces tend to kind of float towards the latter part of the calendar, as we just saw this past year. Um, but, you know, they're going to have a, a debt ceiling fight here at some point midsummer. It's going to be telling how party leadership handles that. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, brinksmanship, play, you know, playing brinksmanship with a, you know, sovereign, you know, excuse me, our national debt uh, is not a political tool that either side really wants to use, but they right. threaten. Uh, so they're going to have to deal with a couple of things that they must pass first. As far as an agenda, look, you know, the, the, a thin majority kind of limits the ability of what, of what you're able to pass. 
And in addition to it, you're facing a Democrat-controlled Senate. So there's not a whole lot of uh, – you may see some messaging bills about what a Republican agenda may look like that, you know, pass by a thin margin, but ultimately go nowhere. And vice versa, I think the Senate also has to understand that, you know, they're going to have to kind of compromise on a lot of what they plan to do legislatively, and it's not going to be the clear runway that I think, you know, Chuck Schumer would like to have on the Democrat side. So I, I expect a lot of gridlock on the legislative front I, um, at the same time. In previous cycles where Congress was split, you did have some big wins. You had the Cures Act not that long ago passed when it was divided government. Right. So there's, there's these kind of you know, lanes that create and naturally occur that both sides kind of look and, and see political advantage of uh, and take it. So I don't know what those issues are today. Those tend to evolve as the members start to kind of get to know each other and committees start to work. Uh, but for the most part, I expect legislative gridlock and, and a very active Biden administration on the regulatory front. Uh, two questions here. They're not quick, so we'll see how we do on the first one. I mean, there were some people in Congress who talked about, you know, drawing up articles of impeachment, you know, early. Do you think that'll happen credibly? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world uh, have already filed articles of impeachment throughout her, her short tenure in Congress. I think you'll see a little bit of that. I think that's a lot of noise. Uh, it's hard for me to see a scenario now where, where, you know, there's a legitimate threat of impeachment on the Biden administration as of today. Um, and I think, honestly, you know, party leadership has already said, you know, it's okay to exercise oversight authority, but let's not go overboard and start to, you know, because, again, that'll turn the American electorate off very quickly. And that's something that with, with a very thin margin, you can't afford to do. Yeah. And, and listen, if there's legitimate things going on, that's one thing. But if there isn't, you don't want to set a precedent of going just back and forth and every president getting impeached by an oppositional force in Congress. Yeah, and, I, and I think the American people do want oversight of, of the Biden yeah. administration, particularly, you know, that the narrative around Ukraine is changing. I don't think support for Ukraine is dwindling, but I think some questions about how much we're spending and where it's going and some accountability measures, you know, I think the American people kind of look at it and say, yeah, I'm okay with that. But as long as they kind of stay within, you know, within the, the, you know, the barriers there, I think they'll have an you know, oversight opportunity. Just real quick on 2024, uh, you know, it's so early and it's highly speculative, but that's why I like to ask them. I mean, do you, do you, who do you expect to jump in and, and when will it happen? I feel like it needs to happen relatively soon. Yeah, I, look, obviously President Trump, former President Trump is in, and it's not the rollout that he anticipated. Uh, there's a great piece in New York Magazine that, that talks about the party of one, so it's high, you know, worth reading that. Uh, and there's a lot of other candidates that are biding their time. You know, if you're Ron DeSantis, you don't really need to make a decision until some point, you know, in the you know, latter part of next year. You're going to use the legislative session in Florida to drive some political messaging. You're going to continue to raise money. The apparatus is there. Same thing with the Glenn Youngkin type. I think the folks that get in next are those that kind of need that pop, that, that, um, that you know, kind of public pop, whether it's a Larry Hogan type or, or others. Um, but you're going to have a lot of folks sitting there waiting, and, and you know, Mike Pompeo is likely to run. Uh, my sense is that Mike Pence probably is leaning that way more than not. Nikki Haley's another one. Uh, Christy Noem is making moves. So we're not the Republican Party is not going to be without its, its options there. Uh, the question is how many and how do they all kind of divvy up the base, and, and could you potentially have someone slide through with the minority vote of a, of a minority base? Well, hey. Ozzy, as always, great stuff. Uh, have a happy new year. Hopefully we'll see you in the new year. If you ever head up in the Hartford area, come in studio. Absolutely. Happy new year, and thanks again. All right, Ozzy Palomo with Chartwell Strategy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.